Welcome to the Essential Astrocast. I'm your host, Veronica Peretti. I'm a yoga teacher, a coach, and most importantly, an astrologer. And that's why I come to you every week here in your podcast feed to let you know what's going on up there in the heavens so that you can dictate your fate down here on earth. Let's get started. Hey there, welcome back to the Essential Astrocast. I'm Veronica. And first things first, I want to thank all of you who sent me birthday wishes. That was so nice of you. I felt all warm and fuzzy on my birthday, March 26th, last week. And I had a wonderful reading on March 27th on Saturday with my friend Catherine Urban. I recently took a few of her classes. She teaches great courses on astrology. So if you're looking to learn how to do astrology and you want to know how I do what I do when I look at the chart, she has some great resources and courses for you. So I highly recommend her. And I did a solar return chart with her. And so I wanted to share that with you because a lot of people don't realize that every year you have a solar return when the sun comes back to the spot where it was in the sky when you were born and you have a chart for the year and it gives you a little bit of insight into what this year holds for you. And so I wanted some outside perspective on what my 38th year of life would look like and I needed some mirroring. I needed some help with this full moon in Libra that we just are on the heels of. It's all about the mirror. It's all about the partnership. It's all about seeing yourself through someone else's eyes and getting to know yourself better as you get to know that person, that connection, that partnership. And that is so important. And that's one of the blessings of having your chart read. That's why I still seek out astrologers that I respect to read my chart because I know I'm going to learn something new about myself through that experience. And really at the end of the day, that's what this astrology is about. It's about you developing a deeper understanding and a deeper relationship with yourself. And it's about coming back to who you are and falling in love with who you are. And so I think that's what's really so affirming about astrology. I find so often that my clients say, this was so life affirming. I feel so much better just even though I knew all of this intuitively, I feel so much better from talking to you. And it's really because we have this opportunity to fall in love with ourselves when we see ourselves mirrored in the chart and we have someone else tell us our strengths. And it's a really powerful, incredible experience that I don't take lightly that I get to do it every week. So with that, if you are nearing your birthday and you want to do a solar return chart or you just want to get a reading and you've never had one before, you can head on over to my website, veronicaparetti.com slash astrology and book a reading. I don't have a ton of availability because I'm getting married in May. So definitely get in there and grab a spot in April or early May. I'm getting back on the horse. As you know, I took a few weeks to chill out on doing readings and just step back and do a little bit of reflection. And I realized that Going forward, I'm going to take March off in future years because March is such a loaded month for me and there's so much that goes on. It's my birthday. It's my best friend's birthday. It's my other best friend's birthday. It was my dad's birthday. It was the time that my dad passed away. 
energetically and physically, there's a lot to do in March for me. So it was really nice this year spending my birthday by myself at the spa. I was so happy to do that. Even on the heels of this year where we've spent a lot of time in isolation, if you like me, live with your partner or your family, you actually haven't had so much isolation. So it's kind of nice to get away for a day and just be with yourself and your own thoughts. And something that came to me when I was spending the day at the spa, I really noticed that that last few weeks before my birthday, the last few weeks of Pisces season, I felt so exhausted, so spent. And that could be from planning three weddings in the past year that didn't happen, but one will happen very soon in May. It could be from the weight of one year of pandemic life and the worry and the fear and the doubt and the trauma and all that we've lived through. It could be a myriad of things. But one thought in astrology is that your sun sort of charges your pranic battery every year when it comes back to that spot where it was the day you were born. And I really felt low on prana, low on energy going into my birthday. And I really felt so much better once my birthday got here. And maybe it was the spa day, but I really feel like I got my pranic battery filled up. And so if you think that's interesting, just pay attention to how you feel right before your birthday. And I noticed that I did feel really tired in Pisces season and Pisces is the sign of sleep. So it makes sense, but it's also right before my birthday. So going forward, I'm going to make it a practice to take March off or off somewhat and step back from work a little bit. I was super fortunate to have my birthday land on the Sun-Venus Kazemi. So we had the Sun and Venus come together in the sky last week. And when Venus comes and travels to the heart of the Sun, it literally is purified. And so all of our relationships were purified last week. We got some clarification on where we stand in our relationships. For many of us, it was an emotional time. You know, having a full moon the moon opposite the sun, with the sun conjunct Venus and Chiron. Venus is your relationships. Chiron is your your wound, your core wound. And so there was a huge opportunity for healing, but also a huge opportunity for feeling vulnerable and sensitive and upset. So if you were in the fields last week, trust me, you weren't alone. It was a sensitive, emotional time. And mind you, Mercury is still in Pisces. So your mind is running on those emotions. Your mind is not running on logic right now. Now, this is the last week of Mercury in Pisces. And later this week on Saturday, April 3rd, we're going to have Mercury move into Aries and we're going to start to have a little bit more sharp energy when it comes to mental processing. So Luckily, this time will end, but don't let this week pass without using these last few days of Mercury and Pisces, because this is a great opportunity to have some wrapping up conversations. That full moon illuminated a lot of the places where we have pain and hurt in our relationships. So if there's a conversation that you need to have, this full moon really opened the gates of communication in your partnership. So that might be with your 
a spouse, but it might be with your best friends. It might be with your mother. It might be with your sibling. It might be with your coworker. You know, Libra rules partnerships. They don't have to be romantic. So there was a busting open of the gates of communication around some real deep seated emotion and possibly pain last week. So don't waste this. If you have some healing work to do with someone else, don't waste this opportunity. Again, Mercury still in Pisces. Great time to have those tying up loose ends conversations. This is a great week for tying up loose ends in general. If you have been putting off your taxes, this is actually a great week to do your taxes. And I'll get into that. But there's a lot of forward motion too. On one hand, you have Mercury finishing up his cycle in the final sign of the zodiac, Pisces, endings. And on the other hand, we're in Aries season. It's all about what's new, what's fresh, what's starting, what's getting up and getting out the the door, what's breaking out of the gates. It's really about how are we going to move forward. Now, astrology is not black and white. There's always endings and beginnings overlapping, and then you'll have some middle sections too. So there's some things in your life that are just in maintenance mode, while other things might be completing and other things might be beginning. But there is an energy of, wow, things are really moving forward. In the news, you're seeing that the vaccines are like busting wide open. In New York next week, we're going to be eligible for 16 and over. So that has moved really quickly the past month or so. And now we're really moving pretty quickly. And I think they're going to have 200 million people. Is it 200 million people vaccinated by by May or something like that? But it's going really quickly. So that's very cool. I think they had a million people vaccinated in one day last Friday. And so that was my birthday. That was when Sun and Venus came together. So when Sun and Venus come together like that, there's this feeling of anything can happen. Things just fall into place. Things flow. There's a sense of allowing yourself to ease in, allowing yourself to accept, allowing yourself to have So Venus is really about receiving. And so this is something that Catherine reminded me when I had my session with her this weekend, because that particular Sun Venus Kazemi was at the very top of my solar return chart. And so there was a sense of this year, I have to learn how to sit back and allow myself to receive, allow myself to have the abundance that I've created. I've worked so hard all of these years creating a business, building a relationship, and now this is the time to really allow myself to enjoy the rewards of what I've created. And when Sun and Venus are together and they're traveling close together for several more days, they're not going to be more than three degrees apart until April 12th or so. So we have a good few weeks, like a two weeks to really revel in the after effects of that Sun-Venus conjunction. Because they're going to stay so close together and because they're going to continue traveling through the sign of Aries together, this is a great opportunity for you to just check in with how do you allow yourself to receive? Do you allow yourself to receive love? Do you allow yourself to receive forgiveness? Do you allow yourself to receive money? 
and energy exchange for your work? Do you allow yourself to receive time from people? Do you allow yourself time from yourself? Do you allow yourself time to just be and sit and look out the window and drink a cup of coffee. Some people are really stingy with themselves with their own time. Do you allow yourself to receive compliments? I know this is something that's really hard for a lot of women. A lot of women who are self-loathing, down on themselves for one thing or another, do not allow other women or men to compliment them. So It's really important. Venus teaches us the importance of allowing ourselves to receive. And only when we can receive can we actually give. Because that's the circle of generosity. Being able to receive means that you have something to give back. And so if you're a person that wants to be generous, you have to be able to receive generosity. So... That's something to consider this week, because if you're not allowing yourself to receive, then it's probably coming from that core wound, from that Chiron. And Chiron is part of this conversation with the sun and Venus and the full moon last week. So today I'm recording on Tuesday, the 30th of March. We have the moon in Scorpio. The moon in Scorpio always puts us in a little bit of an emotional state. It always puts us in a state of reminiscing a little bit, looking more deeply at things. This is a week where you can really probe deeply into something. And that's why I said it's actually a great week to do your taxes. So if you need to look back at 2020 and go through the reports, you're going to have the mental capacity to do that. There's a lot of ability to probe and investigate this week, even though on the other hand, we have Mercury in Pisces, which isn't generally interested in that. Mercury is in a sextile with Pluto later this week, which does focus the mind. So it's actually quite good for that kind of thing. Earlier in the week, not as good because on Monday, the 29th, we had Mercury conjunct Neptune, and that's much more suited for dreaming and meditating and writing in your journal and listening to music and reading poetry and being creative and artistic and focusing on visiting the subconscious layers of your mind. As we get away from that Mercury conjunct Neptune, which is nice, we're going to get into a more focused, probing mental state as the week goes on. On Wednesday, the 31st, we have the sun in a sextile with Saturn. Now, remember I told you the sun and the Venus are really close together. So Venus is actually going to be in a sextile with Saturn on Tuesday, today, when I'm recording this, the 30th. So we have Venus and the sun so close together. They're both in this sextile with Saturn for all intents and purposes. We're feeling this most of the week. And so sextiles in general, you know, you have to kind of lean into them, but you're here, you're listening to this. So I'm going to tell you what it's good for, and you can choose whether or not you lean into it because sextiles and trines, they're harmonious. Harmonious transits, they invite us in squares they bang down the door a little bit but this is a sextile so that it's be, we're being invited in and sun venus sextile saturn 
it is great for creating plans for the future that will have legs because Saturn likes to build things that last. Saturn is in Aquarius right now, so he's really interested in building for the future because Aquarius rules futuristic thinking. So this is a good week to do some planning for the future. We're also in Aries season. That sun is in Aries. Venus is in Aries. They want to move forward. Aries is the sign of moving forward. The ram puts his head down and he goes forward. He doesn't look back. So good time for planning for the future. It is a really patient and consistent transit. So when the sun and Venus work with Saturn, there's a patience and a consistency, which is great for working on something that takes a little bit of diligence. It's also good for talking to your boss or an authority figure because you're going to get further because that sun and Venus is working with Saturn and Saturn rules authority. Great for business decisions. If you are thinking about how you want to plan for the future, this is a great time. For some reason, I'm having a lot of money conversations this week. Venus does rule money. So remember, Venus loves the romance, but she also loves the savings account. So Venus might have your mind on your money, again, taxes, planning for the future, all of that stuff. For me personally, that's showing up a lot for me this week, like just planning how things are going to look, planning on the taxes, planning on the future. So if you are in that mental mindset, know that Venus has your back when it comes to the money stuff. Now on Thursday, the first, the moon's going to move into Sagittarius. When the moon is in Scorpio or Leo each month, it creates this T-square with Saturn and Uranus. So you may recall that earlier this year and many of the podcasts, I've talked about how the defining transit of this year is Saturn square Uranus, which basically in the short story of that is breaking down the old guard and creating something new that gives us more freedom. Every month when the moon goes into Scorpio or goes into Leo, it creates this T-square with those planets. And there is a sense of having to take action. There might be some restlessness. And so you might be experiencing that on Tuesday or Wednesday this week when the moon is in Scorpio. And then on Thursday morning, Eastern time, the moon moves into Sagittarius and then it's a little bit easier going. And when the moon's in Sag, we kind of like to sit back, have a good time. The moon in Scorpio is really good for looking at the finances because Scorpio, it rules our investments. So another reason it's a good week to look at your taxes. Okay. So on Thursday, the moon moves into Sagittarius and then on Friday, we have Mercury sextile Pluto. So Mercury sextile Pluto, that's the day that I was thinking about when I first said this is a really great week to do your taxes because it's all about probing investigative thinking. It's a really great day to focus. It's a really great day to make your dreams a reality because Mercury is in Pisces because Mercury is in Pisces, the sign of dreams. And Pluto is, of course, in Capricorn and Capricorn likes to make things solid. So the mind in that dreaming state, working with Pluto in that earthy Capricorn, it's going to help you make your dreams a reality. Plus, we've got Venus and the sun 
in that nice sextile with Saturn, lots of good energy on planning for the future, on taking those ideas, putting them on paper, and then actually executing on them. The Mercury sextile Pluto is also great for looking below the surface. So if you're like going through some records and trying to figure out where did that money go or what happened with this, if someone's not telling you the whole story and you want to know what's really going on, Friday is a good day to probe them. You can be incredibly convincing when you're having a debate or a heated conversation with Mercury sextile Pluto. And last but not least, it's another great day to have those conversations where you just tie up loose ends and get some stuff off your desk before Mercury moves into Aries. And then on Saturday, Mercury is going to move into Aries. And most of the planets, other than Neptune, Neptune's going to be hanging back in Pisces for a good long time. But, you know, the personal planets will all be on their way into Aries and beyond. Mars is already on his way all the way to Gemini, as we know. So the other thing is that Mars is still pretty close to that North Node. And we had Mars with the North Node last Friday as well. So my birthday was a very busy day in the sky. And with Mars in the North Node, there was a feeling of having to take action on how you're going to move forward. And because Mars is in Gemini you might have had some choices to make. You might have noticed that the choice was made for you as well, because with working with the nodes, there's always a sense of destiny or fate stepping in. And you know, I like to say you dictate your fate no matter what, because the stars and the planets are just here to give you a deeper sense of your own self and to help you deepen your relationship with yourself. And you know, like I always say, you're coming here to hear the weather and it prepares you so you know if you need an umbrella or not. And so this week, it's a pretty good week. You don't need an umbrella, but it's a great week to have some of those tough conversations because I think the tough conversations this week are going to go a little bit easier than you expect them to go. So I I'm going to leave it there. Have a wonderful week. Make sure to get your taxes done. Enjoy the after effects of the Sun-Venus conjunction. We're still going to be receiving all the blessings, the abundance, the goodness, the love, the compassion. Also, Venus is now in her evening star mode. You're not going to be able to see her yet, but in about 60 days, you'll be able to see Venus in the night sky. When Venus is in the evening star mode, she's much more interested in romance. She's much more interested in softness and compassion and sitting back, allowing the good stuff to roll in, not hustling, not worrying too much. And so that's a nice change of pace that we are all needing after the year we've had. And if you're still feeling exhausted, don't worry. I know a lot of people wrote to me on Instagram saying that they've been feeling like their brain is underwater or things are really murky or foggy. And that could be the mercury in Pisces. But come Saturday, Mercury will move into Aries and then your mind is going to be sharp and then you are going to be focused on the future and it is going to be all cylinders firing. Let's go. Something to look forward to. All right. So I'll talk to you next week. It will be a new moon week next week. Sunday the 11th is the new moon. This Sunday is Easter. So happy Easter to those who celebrate. Happy Passover to those who celebrate. And 
In the meantime, come on over to Instagram, say hello to me at Veronica Peretti. You can always text me and be a part of my text community. I send out a little something once or twice a week on text. And if you want to join the text community, just text I'm in to 917-540-3401. And make sure you're on my email list. If you're not on my email list, go to veronicaparetti.com slash real sign guide and sign up because I've got some really fun stuff coming for those of you on the email list. And last but not least, book your reading now because with my wedding coming down the pike in about six weeks, there's limited availability. All right. Have a wonderful week and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please rate and review it on Apple podcasts and tell your friends. Finally, come find me on Instagram at Veronica Peretti. I'll talk to you next week.